capable of creating for yourself? Sure. It's well, fascinating. So lying is great. <laughs> uh, I, I've been I've been lying forever. The only reason I do what I do is because at some point, uh, at many junctures, somebody's like, you know how to do this? And in my mind, I'm like, I have no freaking idea to but do that's, this. That's, and yeah, then you that's, say that's, yes. That's, that's faking it uh, until yeah. you know how to do it. Yeah, I don't try. If you're honest about your experience, you're screwed. <laughs> because because at, at some point, you have no experience. This but if you want to get it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lie. Just lie. Um, <laughs> Alright, hey guys, uh, welcome to Their Days Podcast, episode number three. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about the days when you dare to be yourself, uh, your self-discovery process, and the ways um, to help you be more like your true self. Um, and all other great things related to identity matters. Um, today, I'm uh, very excited, super excited, actually, um, to be joined <laughs> um, by my uh, great friend, uh, Jacob, who, uh, whom I know for... How long do I know you? Probably uh, like... I met you many years ago. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, we didn't really talk much on that shoot. Exactly. I don't know when we started talking. You were, you were a producer at the shoot, right? No, I no? think I might have been gaffing. Okay. Or, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. It was a while back. It's, I think it's one of those interesting connections that you make in life when you run into people and then the time pass and, and, and then you meet each other and you become friends. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's interesting. It happened to me before with other people too, when as if there was a reason for me to wait until being back with that person in touch. Okay. It's, it's, I think about it, uh, very often, but tell us about what do you do right now or what have you done until this point and what occupies you these days? Sure. These days. Well, these days are different <laughs> than what I, um, so I am in film and TV, uh, and I have done it for a very long time. I did it while in school. I studied it at NYU, so I've been in the city eight years. Um, wow. Uh, so I studied at NYU. Uh, I was a production assistant. I got into Griffin Electric Department because I was in the right place at the right time. And so I accidentally did lighting for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And then I, all of my jobs have been accidents. I did, I accidentally was the first AD for a long time. Which are not the accidents, really. I mean, well, things like that, when they happen, this is not an accident. I just think that I, I a lot of the jobs that I've ended up doing, hey, cat, <laughs> uh, I didn't exactly set out to do. Yeah. Um, they found me in some way and by virtue of I, what was accidental was that I was good at it. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was good at something <laughs> and somebody was willing to pay me to do it. And so I was like, I'll keep doing this until uh, either I hate myself or they stop paying me to do it. <laughs> that um, sounds like a great strategy. <laughs> yeah. And my whole life follows this, this pattern. Um, so I did lighting. I was the first AD for a long time. Uh -huh. Uh, or my whole job was wor worrying about what time it was. Yeah. Uh, and then I got into production coordination, where yeah. my whole job was worrying about what people were going to eat that day. Um, That's and, a great way to put it, too. Yeah, <laughs> among, amongst other things. And yeah. then I got into production management, 
um, lion producing, worrying about money, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Um, I recently left a, a full-time job, and so now I'm back into freelance doing that, uh-huh. doing production. And then, you know, in my free time, I still try to make movies and write movies and, mm-hmm. you know, submit to a million different grants and try to try to get that first feature that everybody wants to make off wow. the ground. And that sounds, that sounds like a lot. Uh, it feels That's, time. That sounds like, like a, a huge amount of experience, too. Do you feel that heaviness of um, expertise and experience and things that you've worked on in... It's not that long of a period of time when you think in a global scale, right? Um, Well, so I feel like I've had a lot of experience and I'm very grateful Mm -hmm. for that. Uh, I think that when I I actually say out loud that it was eight years, it feels like a very long time. But in terms Mm -hmm. of how I feel, I still feel like I just left college. Yeah. Uh, it, It went by incredibly fast. Uh-huh. I think just by virtue of those jobs, yeah. you're so busy so intensely every day of it that it goes very quickly. Yeah. So by that, I feel like I don't have experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you kind of get that sort of fraud syndrome or whatever that's called where yeah. it's like, am I a production coordinator? Because it feels like I've only spent five seconds doing it. <laughs> um, but then actually, hey cat, <laughs> actually years have gone by. Um yeah. So yeah, I've got a lot of experience. I try to know. I try to know a little bit about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not I've become an expert in any of those things is is a question for myself, I suppose. Yeah. Um, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> Look at this. So this is actually the first time Mura. And for those of you who don't see this, my cat is on the table in front of us right now. Uh, the cat actually is, said all of these things. <laughs> this is her first introduction to the show. So welcome, welcome, Mura. <laughs> It's um, Nora? Mura. 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 Hey, Mura. Mura is a very traditional Russian name for cats. Um, Does Mora so mean Mura. cat? Uh, no, Mura, Mura. Mura is Mura. Oh, Mura is Mura. So, um, this is the rest of my what, what Exactly. What I find, um, and what I uh, really wanted to talk about, uh, among all other things, yeah, now she's going to show her character, um, is the 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 period of of life you're in right now where you just left uh, a stable full-time job and went into freelance mm-hmm. and um and we spoke about it before i can totally relate to the array of feelings one person experiences when when you leave this comfort zone mm-hmm. and go into the sea of unknown so if you could share how how does one make that decision and how do you prepare yourself for that step into the unknown sure mm-hmm. um well so i was lucky going into this because this was a return to freelance mm-hmm. i did start out freelancing right um and i think everybody who freelances or at least starts freelancing always has this this thing in the back of their brain where they're like, I'm really scared about paychecks, I'm really scared about everything, I should take a full-time job, I wonder what it would be like, etc, etc. And so I found myself in this full-time job that was like my freelance work, but it went for a very long time. Um, So it was a little easier for me to go back into freelance knowing what it's like. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, uh, 
I know about its pitfalls and, and it's it's scary stuff. Yeah. Um, and because I think I think when you're freelancing, one of the big things it, it is money. Essentially, every Hopefully. investment feels yeah. like a risk. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, I don't know where the money's coming from. Do uh-huh. I like buy this thing or do I go to this museum today? Because this five dollars might be the only five dollars I have for like the rest mm-hmm. of my life. That's what it feels like, anyway. Yeah. Um. So I went into it with a lot of fear, um, but also a lot of hope, which I go into everything with. Um, And so I feel as though I walked out of that job with a great resume, with a lot of connections, a bigger network than Mm -hmm. when I entered it, um, and enough hope to think that those things will pay off and that um, a return to freelance would be good for my sanity. um, And while risky, the, the hope is there that I can pull it off like I did in the past. Yeah. In the past, I, <laughs> in the past, I sort of like barely pulled it off, and that's why I was willing to take the full-time job. And now uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I've gotten that experience. I know what the full-time job is, and I know it's not for me. Yeah. Um, and I say that from a point of luxury. I may return to that feeling of wanting a full-time mm-hmm. job, like give it a month, yeah. give it a couple months, and I'll be like, what did I do? But I hope, hope yeah. that I don't. I think, um, and I, I have a feeling um, some of the listeners, uh, someone from our audience, definitely can relate to that that time in your life when you're intuitively, you know, you're doing the right the right choice by stepping um, into this unknown and out of the comfort zone. Um, but then all of us had that 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 fear in the back of your head, um, and I, I as I'm saying this, I remember how I felt when I was quitting one of my jobs, and um, and there were days when I felt like, oh my God, I'm free and I can do whatever I want, and it's so empowering and it's great and it's liberating and I can be creative and all that. But then there were days, what if? What if I'm not good enough? What if I won't find another job? What if... So what What are the tools or instruments or tips maybe that you could give to just kind of calm down that fear and, and empower yourself? Like, What do you do on a daily basis? Are there certain practices that help you to go through this day by day and kind of slowly, gradually become closer to your... Uh, next project dream or uh, you know, sure mm-hmm. um, I think it's important for a person to really think about the most important currency in their life mm-hmm. usually the one of them is it's either time or money yeah so unfortunately you don't always get both this is very that's a, that's a, such a good way to put it okay yeah um, so for a while I thought that the currency was money and Mm -hmm. I you know followed that dream and then through that learned that really the most what I need is time yeah um and so I think a tool is to figure out how to make the best use out of your time while also figuring out a way to survive and so one of the things is not allowing yourself to become idle yeah. take that time to like sleep like the first thing I did when I yeah. left my job was to sleep like crazy I basically just hibernated and, wow. and regained a lot of energy 
That's um, great. But then I know that I can't be idle. So you mm-hmm. got to kind of parse out your day mm-hmm. without overwhelming yourself. You can't mm-hmm. get it. You can't just like make your whole life work in a day. It takes mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. You should really focus incrementally one day at a time. Mm-hmm. But you should be good about setting aside time. You set aside time to apply for jobs, send yeah. send those networking emails that are really annoying where you're yeah, like, hey, everybody, yeah, yeah. I'm back on the scene <laughs> if anybody needs a thing in January. But you know what? That's, that's, I think that's important to send those. We all actually, yes. I think we should never underestimate those things that 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 help us to remind of ourselves to the, to the rest of the world. Absolutely. Right? Because even I, when I think of anyone uh, if there is like a project or something coming up and I start thinking well who is in my network whom whom can I call etc etc and then mm-hmm. and then all those emails that I'm receiving over the time they start popping up in my head oh this person reminded me that he's looking for a job or this person is currently on the market and all so guys if you're listening um, never underestimate that the power of, of uh, kind of pitching yourself to people Mm-hmm. Or cold calling too. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think pretty much all of my jobs come from a personal connection. Yeah. Like, and, and also from the other side of it, when I'm producing, like when I get like a, a really impersonal like job posting response, mm-hmm. it, I feel mean about it, but it, it's not as exciting as somebody like emailing me personally, mm-hmm. personally, or in an email blast. But like, yeah, you put yourself back on somebody's radar. In our industry, it's really fast-paced. If somebody is sitting there at their computer and they're like, oh, I do need like an AD right now. I'm yeah. big, it's great. Uh, thank you for reminding me you exist because uh-huh. it's impossible to just like put the whole Rolodex of people you know at the forefront of your mind. Yeah, exactly. So those emails are, are important. Um, the personal connection is the most important thing yeah. you can do in networking. Yeah. Um, which is really hard, and like I'm antisocial, I find networking really stressful. <laughs> but I know. But you're that it's not. Necessary. Hey, you're on podcast. <laughs> I am on podcast. I'm on an extremely impersonal way to connect to people where I don't have to see them at all. Exactly. I'm in a room with one other I person. Think, I think and a cat. Uh, and, <laughs> and a cat. And I think that's just perfect. <laughs> right. I'm mostly socializing with the cat. Yes. Um, she's she's excited. But, yeah. yeah. But networking is big. The emails are big. I, I've gotten a lot of jobs through just emails uh facebook i um i want to say that personal connection and personal relationship uh is in my book that's the number one um and this is also the reason why i think it is important to know yourself and and spend time discovering what your weaknesses are and what your strong sides are so that you Mm -hmm. can kind of use those strengths for your own benefit and um, and build those connections on that. On mm-hmm. that, um, I actually believe that future of any business is is relationship. So all of the businesses will be relationship based in the future. I think it's not it's not necessarily the amount of experience or expertise that you have, but it's that relationship. Do I want to work with you or not? Right. And how do I feel when I'm working with you? Sure. If I'm enjoying, if I'm having fun, and or uh, as opposed to if I'm so stressed out, but you are so talented and have 100 years of experience, do I still want to work with you if I'm stressed out? Probably not. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're right. The personal connection is important because I, I'm, 
usually if I've never met somebody, it's mm. one thing to look at their reel and be like, wow, this works incredible and stuff yeah. like that. But I always call them before a hire, usually. I want to yeah. hear them on the phone. I want to know that they're cool like, yeah. or that, that <laughs> cool, they're, you yeah. know, in, in my kind of cool, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, it doesn't always matter, especially if, uh, you know, you're passing these people up to the client. Mm-hmm. The client's not going to give them a personal call. The client's mm-hmm. going to be like, I love this. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I agree. Personally, I want to be able to get along with them. Totally. And I think it's such a big challenge these days when we look at everyone, uh, through the screen, right? So we'll, we'll look at, at Instagram feed, at visuals, at reels, uh, at videos, at any kind of content that people create without knowing them personally. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering what's the future of, of of that as to how like what's what is the way for us to find out more about each other in that is it only in life is it possible only during real conversation or meeting or phone call um, because I think there are so many great people who have great personalities but because their content is not um, has not good of a quality let's put it that way mm-hmm. or maybe not sharp enough um, it doesn't allow them to get those big jobs or work on certain projects so I wonder what's the way for us to become more you know personal um, or how to discover a personality of a person how to discover a personality of a person is interesting yeah uh, are we, and we're talking about the context of work? Yeah. So, I think... Hmm. It's an interesting position to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the ways is to find out, you know, through careful language and, and a good conversation, you find out if, if what they're able to do versus what they have maybe made. Mm-hmm. Like, if a person is going to get the chance to, like diversify their reel and make good things somebody has to take a chance on them mm-hmm. and so if, if you hear the right things maybe you ask some good questions questions that like if they answer poorly you're like okay this might not go so well um, <laughs> then, you clearly uh, had those experiences yeah, sometimes <laughs> um, I think you do need to take risks on people you find out if it sounds like they're ready to, for, to like do this if they're ready to rise yeah, to the occasion yeah. or if you see glimpses in their reel of things you like mm-hmm. And you feel like that you personally are good enough to guide them to the thing you're mm-hmm. looking for, mm-hmm. that you should maybe even take personality over the real mm-hmm. to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with clients, it's a little different. If mm-hmm. you have to pass it up the chain, you may look at a real and be like, oh, "I love this guy, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's not gonna. They're not gonna take it." Also, there is another instance uh, regarding this whole matter when people. When you look at, at the real or content or work of a person and you in your head imagine a certain personality or identity or persona, right? Mm-hmm. But then that person comes for an interview or arrives on a set and and that's completely different and like the, the personality is completely different. Well, it's, it's coming yeah. back to that conversation about having several identities or several mm-hmm. personas um that you create sure it's well, fascinating so lying is great <laughs> uh, I, i've been i've been lying forever 
the only reason I do what I do is because at some point, uh, at many junctures, somebody's like, do you know how to do this? And in my mind, I'm like, I have no freaking idea to but do that's, this. That's, and then yeah, you just that's, say, that's, yes. That's, that's faking it uh, until yeah. you know how to do it. Yeah, I don't... Tr- if you're honest about your experience, you're screwed. <laughs> because cause at, at some point, you have no experience. This but, is and a you want to get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lie. Just lie. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> this is going to be the intro of the show. Yeah, just lie. <laughs> well, and I've ended, ended up in a lot of rooms and had a lot of experiences where people didn't expect what they met, mainly for age. Mm-hmm. Like, I would get a production role or an AD role, and I'd show up, and I'd be half the age of some of the people that I'm technically, yeah. uh, you know, guiding towards yeah. things or, mm-hmm. like, bossing them around and being mm-hmm. like, it's this time, we need to go. <laughs> um, and I think as long as you enter each situation with confidence that you at least know the end goal, maybe yeah. I don't know all the terminology to use or I don't know, like, the best way to like make this set work mm-hmm. as long as you know like okay i need to treat people well they need to feel respected they need to we all need to be in communication and understand mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. i hate like controlling the information so much that everyone's just confused yeah if you know the end goal even if you're not super experienced you you do the job you do it mm-hmm. as well as you can do the mm-hmm. you can do is your best and then Hopefully they hire you again. Yeah. Hopefully everything doesn't blow up. Oh, and be safe. Like, <laughs> nev- never, don't, yeah. Safety is the most important thing True. of anything. If you are inexperienced and the job requires, like, a really specific skill, I would yeah. never lie and be like, oh, yeah, I know how to, like, do pyrotechnics. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are areas where you don't lie. Uh, <laughs> And be like, oh, you want to set that actor on fire? I've totally yeah, done it yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, outside of that, you know, you, you lie and you do your best. Yeah. Uh, and how do you how do you become so confident so that you, I guess, give yourself a permission to? I wouldn't call it lie, you know, because what we're talking about is not really lying. It's knowing that you have a potential deep inside of you you know you can and then maybe you don't have experience or maybe you don't have certain qualification that is needed in the job description Mm -hmm. and then but deep in your mind in your head you know you can't do this job or maybe even better you can do 15 jobs like that right Mm -hmm. um and then you come and say yes i can and you kind of close your eyes on and, and pretend that you have that one missing line or a few missing lines right uh of job description but for a lot of people i find it uh to be a big problem to uh, to actually say those things and say yes i can even though they know there is some missing pages of in their biography description so how do you become that confident confident enough to come to the job interview or any kind of meeting and say, yes, I can. Yes, I know how to do it. Yes, I'm confident I can do this job. Because uh, that's what yeah. people buy, right? The confidence. And that's sure. that they hire you because you're so confident. And it's like, okay, of course, of course this person can do this job. Well, it gets back to what you were saying about personality. Um, I, uh, so growing up, my dad was in radio. He was very good at language and mm-hmm. he was selling things on the radio and you learn to lie because uh-huh. commercials are stupid. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I think there's two things. I, I, you need to know that in this time and age, every job posting is is a little bit misleading. Yeah. More and more people want to hire less people to do more jobs, whether mm-hmm. it's fair or not. So the job listing will read 20 things or something, and if you know that a few of these things yeah. can be taught, you know mm-hmm. that they don't... They're not. They can't expect to get everything. Yeah. Um, so that's one part. But then also, like, do the research and do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is something that you've mentioned weaknesses and strengths, mm-hmm. if there's something that you know is a weakness, mm-hmm. and you're about to go in a job interview, mm-hmm. you better read a lot about that and mm-hmm. know how to talk about it at least. Yeah. And and know that, it, don't go in totally blind. It's mm-hmm. still like taking a test. It's still important that, eventually, you learn how to do this job. You can't yeah. just keep yourself from learning things because getting the experience doing a good job in the hopes of getting hired again you still have to do a good job mm-hmm. so you can't you can't lie and then not do that job because then they're going to know you lied yeah um they don't have to know you lied if you did a good job they don't mm-hmm. you, you don't want them to know you lied <laughs> of course. um so you got to do the research you got to do the work uh-huh. um and so i think that confidence is more like having confidence in yourself, knowing that you can eventually do this job. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of, you got to kind of do it backwards. Lie about being able to do it and then make sure by the time the job needs to get done that you're in the best possible position to do it. Yeah. Um, But otherwise it's sheer terror. I I don't necessarily walk in like confident with swagger looking all cool and stuff. (laughs) I'm a very anxious person and get nervous and I just have to sort of like grip the chair as tightly as possible (laughs) and like try to be charming and be like, oh yeah, yeah, oh, a ton of experience. And then you walk out and just go, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) but But I think it's, there's something so... Uh, charming uh, when when people admit uh, their 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 true personality and that it's not that always that brave and and confident person because we're all people and what let's say I think most of the greatest projects and greatest people that I've ever worked with they all had that vulnerability in them and all had that openness about their own weaknesses where they would just let you see uh, that they're people too and that's Mm -hmm. what makes them so attractive i think and that's what attracts the attention is the is the true story and the, the true person in you and the fact that we can connect with you on that human level Mm -hmm. i think that um this also should not be underestimated because if you're an anxious person, well, you're going to be anxious. Yeah. So that's, you're just going to be fine with that. I think you should be fine with, with admitting who you are and, and kind of, you know, knowing, just knowing that about yourself and be fine. And yeah. not, don't think about it too much because I think we get caught up in our own thoughts trying to see how other people see us and yeah. what they see, whether they see... Um, certain traits of our characters as as attractive or not. Mm-hmm. I think we think too much about what what what's the what the world, how the world sees us. I think when you don't care about that, it's much easier to kind of operate. Sure. Because you're like okay, whatever. Like I mean, you approach this very nicely. I, yeah. like, I am. I am who I am. 
what, what are you going to do about that? Well, so you're saying all this, and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, I, I'm painfully aware of how I come off to the world. I uh-huh. do my best to uh-huh. control that. Yeah. But my, like, my curse is that I have never been able to be anything but myself, whether that's with my positives and with my negatives. <laughs> like, I just have to be me no matter how, you know, whether I like it or Which applies to everyone, all of us. Yeah. That's all we have to do. But we, sometimes we do our best. Um, I think, but I think you're right. You got to be uh, true to yourself. Yeah. So I have, I bring my anxiety to set usually, but I, I know... I know enough about the work that I do that panicking is is inefficient. Mm-hmm. Like I think the most important thing I've learned is that you just need to like problem solve it all the time. Yeah. And, and that if you let yourself, uh, if you let your demons come out, you you have to be yourself. Certainly in your mind, you're going to be anxious and yeah. and have a hard time. But if you uh, allow yourself to be your best self. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's always better if you don't let yourself get conquered by some of your, your yeah. demons because it's, panic mm-hmm. just makes other people panic and you know it, be calm also it's only a movie I say that all the time when other people panic yeah. on a shoot I'm just like look we're just making pretty pictures here yeah like, like it's so interesting how we all know how to calm down another person and yeah what to say right like, if anyone is panicking on the set, you would be the first one probably to say that, hey, we're not saving lives here, right? Yeah. But then but then if you're panicking, you're probably not saying that to yourself, where are you? Like, I, I, what I'm trying to say is that it's easier for us to see those things in other people hmm. rather than see them in ourselves. Isn't Sometimes you get there a little too late. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you catch yourself being like, oh, I'm panicking. Uh, and so that's that's the awareness <laughs> that you develop, I guess, over the time, the mindfulness and uh, really, uh, I think one of the most important things to learn in life is to be self-aware yes. and be become aware of things that are going through your mind and the stories that you tell yourself over and over again. Because yeah. once you become aware, then you can notice those things ahead of time. Yeah, it helps you improve yourself, honestly. True. I, I, it's, I think that there are things that I've gotten from my work that mm-hmm. help me be a better person or and be better to the people around me. Cause, yeah. And you're right. I, I mean, and you witness it firsthand. When you do the lies and you find yourself in a job that you're not ready for, sometimes you do screw up. You have to be mm-hmm. willing to screw up yeah. um, to, to put yourself in that situation, I guess. So I used to see how my panic would affect people. If I was in a position of power and I, and I was panicking, I'd be like, oh, now, now the guy below me is panicking and, and she's panicking and everyone's panicking. Yeah. And then, you know, you, it, everyone needs to be working together and doing their best to stay positive on a set because one little person, uh-huh. like, having a panic attack could blow up the whole thing. Yeah. Um, also, not that you... But mm-hmm. also, if you're having a panic attack, like... <laughs> You need to be, don't freak out uh, uh-huh. and and find a way to to find your your calming skill, the mm-hmm. thing that helps you relax. And again, it's only a movie. If you need to step aside and yeah. go somewhere, okay. I think, uh, and 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 I'm glad that you're mentioning that. It's um, it's it's so important to 
to know uh, what are the best things that can help you in situations where your demons are taking over the world. Mm. Uh, so if you're if you're the person who uh, tends to become anxious in certain stressful situations, um, how you have to learn and figure out for yourself what helps you to come out of that state what helps you to kind of turn the switch on on or off um how do you how did you learn how to kind of switch and calm down and stop panicking and or maybe there are certain things that you say tell yourself to kind of stop that um. <laughs> Interesting. And then I'm going to have to think about it. You're going to have to cut out the pause that I take uh-huh. while I think about it. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so how did I... Because I'm not entirely sure. I think... But you I do th- notice, right? When you start panicking or when I you do. become anxious. I do. Yeah. I think, I think my, my most effective coping skill is using logic. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you receive a piece of information that's really stressful. The actor is late. The mm-hmm. picture car won't start. Mm-hmm. You, you learn a piece of information that's really bad. Yeah. Um, and you find yourself at a fork where, mm-hmm. you know, and at the beginning of the fork, you're starting to panic and you can go down the road where uh, it doesn't get fixed. Yeah. Or you go down the road where it get, does get fixed. Yeah. And there's no logical reason to take that other that first road yeah and so if you can you take a second you mm-hmm. try to breathe and you mm-hmm. think about the direction to go yeah um there might not be a clear answer about how to solve the problem but there's a mm-hmm. clear answer about how not to yeah um and so it, it, as you gather yourself you take the road that leads to a solution because you have to yeah because um, you don't have a choice unless you just want to leave uh, um, okay, but but you gotta play chess a little bit. If you yeah. leave, you're probably not gonna get hired again because uh-huh. the you know the produce, producer is gonna be like, oh that Jacob guy, he's the guy who leaves when bad things happen. <laughs> um, and so I think you you sit and you use logic, like the it's only a movie mm-hmm. comedy. It's only a movie. Okay, this yeah. is where we are. What are some solutions to this? Mm-hmm. Who do I need to gather around me? Who mm-hmm. who is an expert? Maybe you're not mm-hmm. the expert in that problem but you there's somebody there is yeah. well equipped to get you there yeah you bring them in you talk about it you work out the problem and yeah. you get to a solution even if the solution is to change things like oh okay we don't get the car shot where we mm-hmm. don't use this actor the solution might not be the best it might not make the best movie yeah but there is a solution there is a way to go time is finite Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the day is gonna sometimes what i tell myself when i'm panicking is that i and i've said that people have heard me say this i take solace in the fact that eventually the sun goes down like (laughs) 12 hours from now if the thing happens at the top of the day 12 hours from now i won't be here anymore and i can do whatever i like with the next bunch of hours yeah um and i think what i want to do is my best and then I get to go home. I still get to go home. It's not yeah. like it's forever. It's not like I'm going to be here until the end of time, until the problem is solved. Yeah. So breathe. Everything's going to be okay. Take the logical fork. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. I Man. love that. So much <laughs> wisdom from you. Oh, I love geez. that. Um, <laughs> Tell me, so um, what? What are the? what is the personal project or projects you are working on right now? Um... I've got a if bunch. If you can share. 
a can. I mean, yeah. like, unless somebody wants to, like, produce my super secret project right wow. now. But, um, who knows? Uh, you know, I'm, I like writing a lot. I'm writing oh. a few features, uh, and I take, you know, t- I go to coffee shops and I brainstorm and try to do it. Right. Um, my favorite project right now is uh, about um, depression in rural America. It's about a toll booth operator on her last uh-huh. day of work. Uh-huh. And, uh, sort of this mysterious new friend who kind of turns the world upside down um and i've been working on that for a long time trying to get some grants might make a short mm-hmm. that one's the one i take the most seriously i'm also writing a, a romantic comedy about something oh, wow. and i i try to uh, always have a creative outlet too because mm-hmm. i think in production you spend a lot of time getting other people's projects made totally it's nice to to do your own stuff sometimes that's um, amazing. So I'm working on that kind of stuff. That's amazing. Um, Don't steal my idea, uh, world. Yeah. <laughs> Super secret content. Any, any, any producers out there, we yeah, have yeah. some content to produce. Yeah, here, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, hey, you never yeah. know, you know? No, I don't um, know. And um, at the end of um, my uh, podcast, I like to ask people uh, this one question. And I'll, I'll tell for the listeners the reason why... I'm asking this question because I want everyone to think about it, um, hopefully on day-to-day basis. What brings you joy? What brings me joy? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, nothing. Nothing <laughs> brings me joy. I live a miserable, as you, as, as you can life. see, <laughs> Jacob is as hopeful as he says he yeah. is. <laughs> uh, what brings me joy? Uh, well, I do love doing creative things. I love yeah. writing. I, the, the most joyous I am is when I'm making movies. When I've made my shorts in the past, it's just the most wonderful thing. You, um, When you say making movies, is that directing? Well, producing? Uh, directing, or? yeah. I love directing movies and working with actors and working with crews. It's a blast. Um, and then I also love watching movies. Mm-hmm. I love listening to music. Yeah. I'm obsessed with blues music. Um, Which I just... Uh, I love that about you. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I had no... <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm not gonna comment on no that. it's okay i live like 80 years in the past um, i've heard of katie perry she seems cool but. you know I, well i'm 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 the same way i'm right there next to you uh because i, I consider myself to be a pretty old soul too and i'm i'm a oh, big great. fan we can commiserate it, it, well this is i think this is why we're connected um on that kind of soulful level um music blues music and jazz music and jazz as far music. as far I've learned, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as good about the jazz. I, I love jazz, but I, I, I'm not uh, the kind of expert who knows a lot about music history and stuff like that. Jazz, I'm weaker, uh-huh. but I can tell you a lot about blues. Anybody who's really bored and wants that is to amazing. hear about that, yes. Crap, well, uh, next, next, next it. time, next, our next episode together with you next time when you come, uh, we'll sure. talk about blues I'll, music. Uh, maybe. I'll teach a class. Oh, that's great. And Jacob, um, if and when some of our uh, listeners uh, would like to find you, how can they find you online or uh, uh, tell us about that? Yeah, they can hunt me down. Um, <laughs> I live at, no, um, I guess they could go to my website, yeah, which, is which is just my, my name, Jacob Bittens, mm-hmm. which is spelled like kittens or mittens yeah. with a B. <laughs> Uh, dot com. <laughs> I say that on the phone. If you ever want to disarm somebody on the phone to help yeah, get them yeah, to help yeah, you with yeah, something, yeah, yeah. you just say that. I love yeah. that. They'll laugh and they'll be like, "Okay, here's the keys to the city. Here's my bank account information." Uh, 
this is yeah. great. Yeah. Um. It's a trick. <laughs> um, but yeah, they can go to my website. The contact info is there. They can okay. see what I work on. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was great talking to yeah. you. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, talking to you yeah. Too. <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, and um, you know, I hope you uh, can enjoy this next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Delete it all. <laughs> this was great.